Welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast for the California Mortgage Bankers Association, featuring one-on-one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA, and very happy that you could join us today. Before I get to today's guest, I'd like to thank our 2023 President's Council sponsors. Now, these are a group of companies that have given the California MBA an extraordinary amount of financial support this year so that we can, among other things, continue to be very strong advocates for the real estate finance industry before the California State Legislature and our regulators. So join me in thanking our President's Council sponsors, AmeriHome, ArchMI, Consolidated Analytics, Funding Shield, Incelerate, Guild Mortgage, Rocket Mortgage, and Western Alliance Bank. Thank you all so much for your support in 2023. And with that, it brings me to uh, today's guest. Uh, I'm very happy to be welcoming Carrie Nichols, who is CEO of the Nichols Company, is manager of Nichols Mortgage Fund. Carrie, welcome. Thank you, thanks for having me. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you over the years uh, through our, our association. Uh, I was very happy that it worked out that you could come on and connect with me. Uh, I always like to start by getting a little bit of history and how people got into this into this business. So can you give us some of your background and how you got into commercial real estate? I probably have one of the most boring uh, <laughs> career path stories ever. But um, my, you know, I grew up in a blue collar family. My parents never went to college. My father had a, a business a manufacturing surveyor stakes and um, they wanted me to, I was supposed to be a doctor. Um, and I actually worked for a doctor. Uh, one summer I interned when I was in high school and he was a pediatrician and he took me to a, a C-section to witness a C-section oh. and I about passed out. And I said, I'm oh, not doing this. So then it became attorney. Okay, fine, I'll go to law school. So I, when I went to college, I, I, uh, um, I had a business, I went into business, business major. I was always interested in business. I thought I'd be a business attorney. And I started taking real estate classes. I was really interested in those. And then I said, well, I'll be a real estate attorney. Um, so I got a degree, this is why it's so boring. I got a degree in business with an emphasis in real estate finance. And I didn't have the money to pay for law school. So I was gonna work for a while, save money, blah, blah. But I started, and I started with John Burnman Company, a mortgage banker. and. Uh, uh, really um, just loved the transactional side of the business and started working with enough real estate attorneys that I decided I really didn't, I didn't really like that because I loved the deal, which I've always loved. And I've been very, very fortunate because I, I just love the deal making. So, and so I've been fortunate yeah. that I've had as a career. Definitely fortunate that you kind of found your passion that early in life. I mean, yeah. good for you. That's a, that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, with a, a long history in this in this business, you know, interest rates ticking up in 2023, what uh, asset classes do you see faring well in this type of market? Um, you know, we, uh, well, first of all, we've pivoted um, from fixed rate lending uh, to floating rate over prime. Um, we have a credit line that floats over prime. And so uh, we can't be in a negative arbitrage situation. So of course that's all affected the underwriting of having to build a larger interest reserves and all. 
Um, but as far as asset classes go, we're, we're in California and primarily in infill locations in California. And our markets are still really strong. We're, um, so, you know, every supply and demand is in balance. Um, and in some cases, uh, there's, there's a dearth of, of supply. So we're still lending in um, residential, affordable residential, um, for sale residential developments, multifamily, industrial, and some retail, because retail's kind of turned back around um, with there not being a lot built in recent years. So, you know, it's got to be anchored and or we do a lot of single tenant um, retail. Uh, we, um, for a long time, have had no interest in doing office product because we've been peeking around the corner for a long time. That being said, I think every deal stands on its own. So occasionally there is just that right deal. And right now we're about to close a creative office deal in a very, very strong location, um, extraordinary location with an extraordinary borrower. So some of this dislocation with the interest rate issues has really uh, created for us an opportunity to um, pick up market share, which is what we're doing right now with this creative office deal. A bank would have done that in a minute. Um, before all of this started happening with the right. bank fallout. Just how the last handful of years have changed the market so much for, you know, for different reasons. One, COVID and then coming out of COVID and now interest rates. It's just interesting, uh, interesting times to observe the market, right? Yeah, yeah. So I know that, um, you know, I've known um, you and Don for a while. I know that Nichols Mortgage Fund is a private fund. Um, so can you talk with us a little bit about how that structure allows more flexibility and customization for your clients looking to fund projects? Yeah, so being a private money fund, we uh, were regulated under the California Finance Lenders License. Uh, so it's, it's very different than uh, traditional lenders such as banks, which are handcuffed by a lot of regulations. So we don't have those regulations. So basically, and, and we have full discretion on our fund. It's uh, it's Don and me who make all of the decisions. And I on the loan side, I run the loan side of the business uh, all the way from originations on down to you know all the servicing and all of that. And then Don's responsible for the investment capital side of the business. So I'm the primary decision maker uh, overseeing originations and all of that. Um, Don will always, uh, meet every borrower and see every property, uh, but there's no there's no bureaucracy. Our, our yes is our yes, our no is our no. If we say we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Um, we aren't limited by loan to cost constraints. Uh, all we're limited by is what we really think, and all of our uh, loans are they're either uh, short-term bridge loans for properties in transition or the ground up construction loans. Uh, so we have the ability to um, be highly leveraged, just looking to what the what, where we believe the loan will be at the end of the business plan um, once the project is stabilized. So we'll lend against that value and we have, can and even have gone up to 100% of cost. So there's certainty of execution, there's higher leverage, um, all of those things that we can do with a private money lender that a traditional lender isn't able to do. 
Yeah, that lack of, uh, like you say, red tape bureaucracy rules like you, you know, you use your expertise in the industry to decide whether this is a deal that's, you know, that's worth that's worth partnering on with them on. That's fantastic. We don't you know, know, over the years that I've known you, Carrie, um, I admire many things about you. Uh, but one thing is that I, I know you are very much a minority in uh, your industry um, when it comes to the demographics of commercial real estate finance. Um, very continues to be a very male-dominated industry. What what would you share with a woman who is looking to enter that segment of the market? You know, it's funny and, and it's true and it still astounds me that there are so few women in our industry. That's kind of been true for me my whole career. Um, when I was in business school, the there, I was usually the only woman in my business classes. I think wow. that's But when I entered this industry back 40 years ago, I and I started when I was 12, um, <laughs> or maybe when I was two. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> uh, there, there, were, there, there were no women. And it, it, it dumbfounds me because I really believe that women are uniquely, typically uniquely skilled or what we do because they're highly intuitive um they're very uh detail oriented and those are things that are really important for the commercial real estate deal making world um there there are women that aren't as in the front lines of the of the origination deal making um and that's the biggest part that uh that bothers me that they're so i in, in fact, it's actually something that I'm uh, taking on. I would like to encourage more young women to get into commercial real estate. I've actually just been going to the UCI Center of Real Estate Board, and that's one of the initiatives that I would like to bring to the I can do some more events and things I think are important young people. That's fantastic. I didn't know that. So you're doing some work with UCI. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah we definitely need to encourage more women in commercial real estate. Um, I agree with you. I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity and uh, uh, maybe those uh, women listening to today's podcast could reach out for you, out to you and get some, uh, get some pointers on that. You know, I also know that you are heavily involved in um, some local charities, and uh, I think it'd be interesting for our listeners to hear about those. You want to tell us a little bit about what you're involved with locally? Yeah, well, um, first of all, we, our company is involved with Think Together, which is an organization that provides after-school support for homework for underprivileged children. It's something that Don and I have been involved in that since the probably the early 90s, our whole family volunteered in the program. And today we give every loan closing, we give a portion of that to oh, wow. stay together. Um, we're also heavily involved in the Catholic Church. We, uh, we're converts to Catholicism. And that's a very important part of us is, is our faith. And just knowing that there's something bigger than us, getting up every day and knowing there's something bigger than us, and it's not all about the money. Um, and we love the Catholic Church because there's such a dedication to the, the poor and the sick. So we have various, um, various organizations that we're very involved in. Well, thank you for that. And, uh, you know, I think it's great when I hear companies that are, you know, been very successful where they're mindful of 
making sure to help, you know, help charities, help nonprofits that are doing local work. I think that's just, um, it's so important. Other, every company should be, uh, should be doing something like that. Just take what you're passionate about and, you know, make that, make that your beneficiary. Um, you know, the, the Nichols Company, Nichols Mortgage Fund has been a big, longtime supporter of the California MBA and our Western States CREP Conference, for which I'm very, very grateful uh, for the years that you guys have, um, have supported us. What can you share with our listeners about the importance of supporting the California MBA? Well, first of all, I'll say that I always tell everybody, if you're going to go to one conference a year, that the Western States Conference is the conference because I think that the information that's provided is excellent, uh, not to mention um, all, all of the networking and everything. Everybody that you, you really need to see, uh, especially on the transactional side of the business, they're all there. Um, and very much appreciate that. I, I've been involved um, as a sponsor or a panelist since I think the very first year that you guys, that you started the started the conference, but which is back in the late 90s, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it's great. And I think that a lot of people honestly do themselves a disservice because they go to the conference, but they don't go to the programming. And I think that so excellent. But also above and beyond that is what the organization does with our state legislature. I mean, I think that our things have gotten more and more difficult as far as all of, all of the um, legislation that, that's affecting our commercial real estate markets. You know, uh, this thing of it, we do a lot of industrial property, and right now, uh, a ban or a moratorium on industrial development. Riverside, there's, uh, there's a lot of affordable housing, there's a mansion tax, all these things going on in California that I think you guys have our backs on a lot of things. I know the mansion guys, but I, I know that there's always proposals coming that don't really make economic sense, and I very much appreciate your supporting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I we're we're very proud of the Western States Craft Conference Year 26 this year, if you can believe that. And uh, and certainly our advocacy program is something that is a cornerstone of our association. So, you know, Carrie, thank you so much for being on Connect. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much to you and Don for um, always supporting our association. It's been great to have you on. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. And thanks to all of you for joining us today. To access any of our past episodes, you can visit us on our YouTube channel. Uh, we are also available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Connect.